I like that. No. Cause you're, 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 mm -mm. you, that's, that's enough. Oh, okay. Lord, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for life, health, and strength. God, we thank you for your son. We thank you for him being born for us. And Lord, there, there's not enough words of gratitude to express how much you have done for us in being here on earth. Lord, we ask that you anoint us from the tops of our heads to the soles of our feet. Fine-tune us. Allow us to be in tune with you. Allow your message to be, to be received as we minister to your people in song. Bless Minister Horton as he goes forth in your word. Um, be in his message and be in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.
Kiki, you cute too. Timeless. Let's see. Nah, I think. Hello. You make. Why you always make this way? Look at the seat. Look at the seat. Always make this way. Look at Cole. One more person. If you're looking for somebody, he's gone. There's no question of your greatness, no searching of your power, all the wonder of your glory, to you 40 years is but one hour. To your wisdom, there is no end. Oh, for you alone, I God. You are God alone. Your mercy is truth is here always. You are he who was and is and is to come. Who is he that can number your days? You flung the sun to burn in space and the night's moon hours light from day.
He's God alone. There's none beside him. There's none like him. Am I in the right church today? There's none before him. He's the everlasting God. He's the King of kings. He is the Lord of Lord. He is the great I am. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega, for he is God alone. Oh, my goodness. I'm kind of stuck here for a moment. I'm still like in this, this trance because um, I was up so early this morning and um, it was hard to leave home without my wife. It really was. And they threw this little, you know, we call it a little monkey wrench, whatever you want to call it, because she had Thanksgiving weekend off, and she's supposed to have this weekend off, and then they, she's supposed to have next weekend off, and they said, well, you can't have all these holidays off in a row. So they mandated her to work this morning. And I was mad. You know, when, when you know that um, you've been saved and you've been blood washed, because it'd been a time ago, I'd have gave them some choice words. But um, I know that uh, God has invested so much in me that um, I have to make sure I keep my integrity and stay self-control because because you can't lead people and you got attitude yourself now the Bible did say he says be angry but sin not you can get mad but but just don't act out on it and I've been there before when you don't act out on it and um, so um, it, 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 it causes God so much to restore you back into your rightful place. So I had to make sure that um, I just had to wave a goodbye and get on the road. But we do honor God on today, on this Christmas Eve morning. Amen. I'm not a long-winded preacher, but uh, I just want to share a few things before I get into the word. Um, and, and we do, uh, oh my goodness. This church, this, this church that God has established, and, and the undershepherd of this church, Pastor Arthur Dern, we thank God for him. We thank God for the work that he has done in this city, in this community. Oh, man, I, I, I just, I, you know, I've been knowing of him for many years, um, you know, growing up, you know, because Pastor Dern was an athlete. So when I was a boy growing up, you know, I used to hear about, you know, Pastor Durham, you know, he had that old nickname, y'all know, you know, you know what, yeah, I didn't want to say it, but you know, you know, because I respect the man a lot, but, but yes, that's who we, you know, we used to call him, but, um, you know, he was just such a great athlete and um, uh, became an educator and uh, I mean, all that and so forth. And then now he's most of you all's pastor in here. And we do thank God for that. So let's give God a hand clap of praise for that. 
But as I was um, preparing um, to come here, man, I just started looking back over my life. Um, man, I, I really don't want to call a, a lot of names because I see so many faces, you know, but it's just a couple that I, I you know, I just want to call name out because I do appreciate because they have their own church they could have went to. Um, my, my, my aunt out there, uh, Ida Wilson, just wave every honey. She's, now, she's really my first cousin, but um, I call her my aunt because of the, the gap, you know. You, you know, you know, they get certain, you know, that little gap. So, you know, she, she's my aunt now, and, and my two beautiful sisters that are here with me, Tanya Horton and Nitra Hood. Uh, man, I just thank God for them, for these ladies. And I got a lot of other family here. And I'm going to stop right there because, uh, you know, I'll be calling all day long. But I do appreciate everybody. Uh, you know, appreciate you all. And those of you, because it's easy uh, when your pastor is away to do something else. If you've been around the church a long time or for some time, it's easy to, you know, go somewhere else, other church, stay at home, or things like that. But you all are here this morning, and thank God for your obedience and um, your willingness um, to be here. And I take it not lightly uh, because I know that somebody else could have been standing here in this pulpit. But he called me. You, you, don't, you don't take that lightly because... It's many preachers. It could be somebody here that could have had preached this morning. But he called me. And I'm, not, and I'm not being boastful about that because there's a grace upon my life that God is using for this day and time. And I'm here to tell you right now, I'm not a traditional preacher. God has given me my own gift. He has given me my own unique way. And that's the way I'm going to do it. So... So if I don't slide across the floor, then don't say I didn't preach because I'm, I'm who he created me to be. This is just who I am. I'm just thankful that, that he raised me up in a day like this, that he baptized me in a merge of water, that he filled me with his spirit, and that's all I need. And that's all you all need. Amen. So we're just going to get into the word this morning. What a great day to be alive. You know, even though so much is going on around in the world, um, you know, wars and, man, our government, folks still fighting about elections and who's supposed to be the president and all these kinds of things. I mean, this is going on every day, and, and America is still suffering. Everything is still costly, and they fighting. People spending, you know, and I'm talking about staying in southeast Michigan. I'm going to get to it in a second. But staying in southeast Michigan, you know, I got guys I work with, it costs them between two and $300 a week in gas to go back and forth to work. Some of the guys coming from Saginaw all the way down there to Warren and coming all the way from Lapeer all the way to Warren, and uh, um, some even coming from Grand Rapids all the way to southeast Michigan because they have to work. But I'm saying all that to say all them folks up there on the Capitol Hill, they fighting and carrying on, and people are studying spending. You know, groceries are so high. You're trying to send your kids to college. 
You got to borrow for everything that you need. That ain't the way life's supposed to be. So I'm saying all to say, we need to pray for our government. Whether they Democrats, whether they Republicans, I ain't no politician, but we all living in this day and time. We got to deal with that. So you might be here saying, that, well, I don't care about that. You should care because it affects us all. It affects us all. You know, you, 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 you could be making, I don't know, $1,200, $1,400, $1,500 a week, but it don't seem like it. Because by the time you spin out everything, man, you wonder where is it going to? So pray for our government system. Keep them in prayer. But most of all, pray for the men of God who watches over your soul. Pastor Arthur Dern, and we, we, we're appreciative of him, of his life, and the sacrifice him and his wife make on a weekly basis. Amen? Amen. Let us get into the word. And the word is found in Luke, the second chapter. I'm going to start at verse 7, and then I'm going to drop down to verse 11 and 12, that we're going to move from there. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. Back that up to 7, would you please? All right. Bless his name. Luke chapter seven, I mean chapter two, verse seven, it says, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swallowing clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Go down to verse eleven. And 12, for unto you born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find a baby wrapped in swallowing clothing, lying in a manger. And in oftentimes, we wonder about this here story because we have heard it over the years about this child being born. But what was so unique about this child being born, he was born king of the Jews. Many people say they believe in Jesus Christ. They go to church. Some go sometimes. Others go not at all. So why is this time of the year so important? Why is it that we give gifts to family, friends, loved ones? What is it about this season that we're in? And people, God, we have to be careful because there are times where that we get caught up in all the other things, but what the season is really about. For a long time, and I'm sure that you have heard this, that people would say, Jesus is the reason for the season. But I'm here today to tell you that's not true. If you look at the scripture, he was born 
because of all our hangups. He was born because we was messed up. So the truth of the matter is, we are the reason for the season. The people of God is the reason for the season. That's why God had to have a child being born. So this baby been born into the world, and when he came into the world, it was wise men. And if you understand those three wise men, those wise men came so they can come and worship this child, this baby, this child that was born king of the Jews and king of the people. And at that time, her was the king, and he began to get angry because at that time, when you had other kings was, was, was uh, claiming territory, there was war. So here it is, this king, he's upset, he's mad because he has them to go search out this here child. And he said, bring me back word when you find the child. Did you not know that it literally took them almost two years because they saw his star in the east? And it took them nearly two years before they found this child? And when they found him, the Bible said, and they came and worshipped him, and they brought unto him gifts. So we're living in a season where is that people are caught up in all the hype of the holidays, overspending, doing everything else, blowing up credit cards. When the time to come to get your car fixed, you ain't got no credit. See, I can say that because I was there before. And sometimes you got to be honest with yourself. It amazes me how you can tell somebody something, but you doing it. It's easy for you to say, don't do this and don't do that. I remember times growing up when my father would tell me to do something, and he and, and you may, you know, my dad, you may ask why. And the reply would be, because I said so. But I'm saying to you today is that people are today, we're living a life in a fast lane. And we need to slow it down. Matter of fact, when I was on my way here this morning, I was coming down Laketon, and uh, I saw the white, well, I don't want to get too personal because I don't want them to get mad at me, but somebody was uh, road raging me. And I was wondering who it was, but then again, I said, no, I ain't going to look because I don't want to say nothing to them, you know. But it was kind of funny, though. But that person was living in the fast lane, and we got to pump the brakes and slow it down. And that's what we need to do even in this here season. Really understand what this season is all about. So the Bible says in verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. If anybody knows anything about a Savior, that means that he comes to give you rest. He comes to give you peace. He comes to 
bring you out of whatever you in, the dilemma you in. So as we unwrap this gift, we must receive it. And that's what this is all about, unwrapping the gift to receive. So as we receive this, we unwrap this gift and receive it without hesitation. Everything that had you bound has to turn you loose. Everything that had you in a place where is that the enemy has backed you up in the corner, he has to turn you loose. This precious gift or this body of believers that we are, we have to get to a place where is that according to the word of God that we must move and move expeditiously before the enemy. So as I look at this here child, this, this baby, this child, Jesus being born, and the Bible says that he was in a manger and that they lie him in the inn because there was no room. And at that time, they looked at Jesus as a poor child, but he was rich. Why do I say that? Because he came from glory. He came from God. He was birthed in the earth for all mankind. When they looked at him as a poor child because his father was a carpenter. His mother was a stay-home wife. So they looked at him as a poor child. But in reality, he was king of the Jews, king of the people. He was our savior. I tell you, people of God, we must unwrap the gift and receive it. How is it that people would give you something? They would give you a gift and you lay it to the side. How would you know what's in it? Unless you unwrap it. Let me say to you like this. The time that's spent wrapping gifts is countless time spent wrapping gifts. It takes patience. The paper is costly. It takes time to even go find a gift. Then you have to take it to its destination. It costs. What am I saying? It costs God something to give us a savior. It costs God something for us to be able to come to the throne of grace. So as we unwrap this gift and receive it, we must understand that God is trying to get us somewhere. He's trying to get us to a place in him that we know that we were all messed up. We were all sinful people. We were all people of lack and didn't understand that God had a plan to bring on a savior. And if you're anything like me, I know I was messed up. Not that I have arrived already, but if I look back 25 years over my life, man, I was in some mess. I was in some stuff. And it took God to get me out. It wasn't my intellect. It wasn't what I knew. It wasn't the people that I knew. I had to give myself to him. I was talking to my son, and um, in his career, he's looking to do some other things. And, you know, there's a protocol in it. 
and um, you know, there's some you know some ways that you have to go about it. And he was saying to me, he said, Dad, he said, well, if that don't work, then I'm going to do this. I said, okay. Now, I said it again. He said, well, if that don't work or if they decide to do something else, I'm going to do this. I said, okay, well, then you, must, you might as well just go ahead and tell God don't do nothing. Let me say that again. I said, you, must, you might as well just tell God don't do nothing. He said, why are you saying that? Because I said, until you empty yourself and get yourself out of the way, then God can do a work. See, see, most of the time, most of the time, we got a B plan. And God said, until you exalt yourself fully, then I can do a work in you. Because you cannot have your own agenda, and then you're talking about you got this word. Because your agenda don't mean anything. So when I told him, I said, so until you do that, then God can move. But until then, you may be waiting or the opportunity may pass you by. And that goes for anybody in this here room, even myself. We have to get to a place where it's that we don't allow the opportunity to pass us by. Let me just say it like this to you. If God called you to it, you are grace for it. If he call you to it, you are grace for it. It doesn't mean that you got all the education, you have all the experience. God ain't looking for that. He's only looking for a willing heart. And your heart has to be pure. It has to be willing. You may mess up sometime. You may fall, get back up, and get it moving again. Because if God said it, then it's sealed. It's a done deal. It's yours. Walk in it. So as we look at this, this child being birthed into the earth for all mankind, we see that these wise men, they traveled from afar because they saw his star. They heard about this baby being birthed king of the Jews. And when I say king of the Jews, we all come up under that same covering. Because if we are a part of the body of Christ, then we ought to understand that we are partakers of his suffering. We are partakers of the fellowship that we have in the body of Christ. So oftentimes, we find ourselves talking about, I'm not a part of this, or I'm not a part of that. But you are a part of this body of believers. That's who we are. Am I right? Because I know you wouldn't be coming here today if you didn't believe. I don't want to just go anywhere just to be going. There's a purpose that you get up and go to work in the morning. Those of us who are still working. There's a purpose that you get up daily. Because God has something for you to do. Everybody has a purpose. And we need to find out what it is. What are you gifted in? Amen? So the Bible says in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, 
Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. And most of all these starting off saying, for unto us or unto you, a child is born. Unto a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace, the peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment, with just from henceforth and forever. And the zeal of the hopes will perform this. In other words, it was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah that it was going to be a child being born to redeem God's people, to bring us back. Don't you not know that there was a price paid for you and I? That God had to give his only begotten son for you and I? And I know we have heard that over and over all our lives, but when you get mature, when you come to a place in your life, it costs God something for you. The stuff that you was in. The things that you was facing. Some of us in the courtroom. In the hospital. God had to send aid to bring us through. Everything we needed is wrapped up in this gift. Every sickness, every disease, faults, failures, missed opportunity, that bad relationship went sour, that marriage failed, but that's not the end. I don't know what it is, but men ask me all the time, who I work with, they say, well, man, how do you, how do you stay married? And I said, it ain't easy. But I stay, despite of we may disagree sometimes. But I stay. I don't leave home. I don't go out nowhere else. I don't walk out the door. Nope, if we're not in agreement, I go down the basement and watch my 75 inch. And I just go down there and chill. That's what I do. And then we come back together, and we reconcile that thing again, and we all right. And I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I thank God for somebody that, that's not hard to please. No, she ain't no cheap date now. I ain't saying that. But she ain't hard to please. Because I can take her, get her some dinner, buy her a dress some shoes, and she'll wink at me, and it's on then. <laughs> but I stay. I'm helping y'all men now. But it helps me to stay connected. But most of all, I share with them is that, really, this is the honest God truth. I share with them that it's not about you. I've been saying that for years, even when it came to my children. Nope, mama first. Now, some, some people might disagree with that, but no, mama first. Now, why would you say that? 
Well, in creation, when God created man, then he brought out woman out of a man. Had nothing to do with kids. Kids didn't come till later. So we have to. Now that's just a revelation I got, but we have to keep the biblical order. That was God's order. If not, then it'd have been man, and it'd have been some kids, and you wonder where they came from. Now that'd have been crazy. Then we've been wondering what kind of God is this? But that's the order. So when you take care of spouse first, and then vice versa, when you take care of spouse first, everything else will fall in place. But for me, I just denied myself many days because I had to make sure that they was okay. But it didn't happen until I unwrapped this gift and I received it because I understood my responsibility. I understood the order of God. So as we unwrap this gift, everything that had you bound has to release you. Whatever you carrying, whatever you carrying, whatever situation you find yourself in, it's in this gift. It's in this gift that was birthed into the world. So God purposely did this for you and I. And I'm here to tell you today, just like he told those wise men. The Bible says in, in Matthew, it talks about those wise men, and they was told not to go back and tell the king anything. Well, the scripture said they were warned not to go back. What am I saying? You've been warned not to go back for some stuff that you was in. Because if God got you out of that thing, if he got you out of that thing and put you on the right path and you know it, you know it, why are you going back? What you picking that up again for? You know what it did to you? Almost wiped your whole family out. But we got to find ourselves in a place when we unwrap this gift, when we unwrap this anointed child, that everything you need is in those swallowing clothing. And then many times, many times, we wonder why God takes us through certain things in our life. Well, he takes us for a reason. He has to get us to a place where we have to lose Self. Man, I'm telling you, there was times in my life, and I'm about done, but there was times in my life, I know it was of God what he was doing with me, but I wanted to take some other stuff with me too. But you got to be like Joshua. He says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So everything that you did on the other side of the flood, on the other side, you got to leave that over there. Because God is not going to allow you to bring that with you. Look at David. When David went into Bathsheba and she birthed a child, 
Do you not know that God had to allow that child to die? Why? Because it couldn't be in the bloodline. That's the same bloodline that Jesus came out of. 44 generations from David to Christ. And then you're going to have some old child in that bloodline over some mess, over what we call a good time. God wasn't going to allow that. So you had to do away with that child. So there are some things that we have to do away with if we're going to get what God wants us to be. So clap your hands on today and thank God for his everlasting word. We are unwrapping this gift so we can receive it. Receive it. Receive it. That's why he came into the world. That's why he gave his life. That's why he was willing to die on the cross for you and I. Do you not know before the foundations of the world that God thought about you? Now, your mama gave you that name, but God thought about you. He gave us liberty. He gave us freedom. Adam, he gave him liberty. You can name all the animals. Whatever you call them, that's what they are. God has given us liberty. He has given us freedom. But it's up to you to choose this day. It's up to us to choose. What you going to choose today? To leave that gift wrapped or you going to unwrap it? And when you unwrap it, receive it. Clap those hands. Now this may be a little different, but I believe God has brought somebody here today, and you're not sure. You really don't know which way you're going, really. And, I, and, and you might have all the other stuff together, but I'm talking about the inner man. I'm talking about your heart. And there may be somebody here today, maybe you've been out of fellowship for a long time. You, you're not connected to a church. And you don't have to come to this church because I believe Pastor Dern will see you wherever you want to go. But what I am saying today is come receive Christ. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. Wouldn't that be awesome that you can say I received Christ on Christmas Eve morning. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you received him, but you haven't been connected for a period of time. You've been out of fellowship. You're just out there. A fish out of water, soon to die. Those of us who are in relationship. You can't leave home for 30 days and come back without an explanation. You can't leave home overnight and come back without an explanation. 
you think you're just going to crawl in that bed and go to sleep, oh, it's going to be some furniture moving in that house today. Something's going to happen. But if you have not received Christ as your Savior, won't you come? Won't you give your life to him? Do it today. Don't be ashamed. I'm even willing to come out there where you at. Is there anybody? Let us all stand. Let us all stand. Don't, don't, don't put it off. Don't put it off. Is it one? And don't be ashamed. He said, if you be ashamed before me before men, I'll be ashamed for you before my father. You came today. You might as well come.